You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hello there, and welcome to episode 82 of the 515 Podcast. Uh, thank you for downloading and joining us today, uh, John Wayne. Oh, how you doing? I'm good. You're, you're quiet. I thought you were just going to pantomime this whole thing. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me something. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm Jason Priestmar. Yeah, hey, Jason. I forgot to mention that. Hey, Jason. Um, hopefully by now. Jason? You've caught on. Jason, yes. <laughs> you've caught on uh, who, who the cast crew is. but um, Unless you just stumbled upon us somehow. And that's absolutely that, true. We appreciate you. Very glad, glad to have glad you Glad you're tuning in. Yeah. Yes. We're always this professional on this you, podcast. So if you go back and listen to some past episodes. Yeah, this is no change. Exactly. That's yeah. what you're going to get. Yep. Um, we're continuing a brand new sermon series. It's still brand new even in work week two, right? For me, in my book, it is brand new. Yeah. Yeah, the fall we did like a 17-week one. So <laughs> it did. This seem, is really brand new. We're not going good. that long this time. <laughs> so uh, this one's entitled Kingwood United. That is correct. Which is fun. So um, why don't you give us just a quick little overview of uh, what this series is, looks like, and we'll get right into this week's episode. Yeah. So um, I've shared a couple a couple weeks you know, in, in church, but this was kind of born out of a leadership meeting where mm-hmm. uh, some of the preachers were together on retreat. We were, we were just considering about uh, what what's God doing at our church right now. We really felt like, like bubbling under the surface was something really, really amazing mm-hmm. and, and something that God's creating some momentum and energy after, after so much of what KUMC has been through over the last couple of years, of transitions and difficulties and things like that. Harvey and mm-hmm. losing a pastor and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, we felt like coming out of that, there was all of this momentum right now because of the way that our people responded, but the way God has has just poured into this church. And so as we had that language and we talked to different people, and we hear, we keep hearing that, that kind of sentiment. Mm-hmm. We were praying about, okay, well, what makes us who we are right now? Like if we, if we know who we are, if we have an identity, then we, we, ha- we might be able to understand what God's doing with us moving forward. And so we started thinking about, okay, well, wh- who are we? Mm-hmm. If, if someone were to describe KUMC to someone, what would they say? And they might describe KUMC in many different diverse ways. So what unites us together? And so that's, this series was born out of that. Now, some of these are things that I think are pillars of our church currently. Uh, that we can embrace and be a part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also places where we can grow into it and we can learn um, we can learn about what God wants to do next in, in, in our community. And particularly this past week was the real big one for us, that growth opportunity, the place where God's calling us deeper. And that's that's with prayer. But over the next several weeks, we're going to cover different things with what it means to gather and what's our Wesleyan Methodist understanding of who we are yeah. and what 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 calls us to love each other well. And what does it mean to be on the mission with God in the world and, and those kind of things. So a lot of a lot of those things coming out over the next several weeks. Really excited about this. It's Felt cool. like yeah. this is a really a God. We always hope God has given us um, direction, but this is a God-ordained mm-hmm. series, I think, for us. And yeah. So that's yeah, a big deal. Well, one thing that came to mind uh, as I was preparing for the, the live stream and actually going live this Sunday. Yeah. And I had the shots all lined up. And, and, yeah. And the band was, we had a small band. It was a cool little kind of a quaint, 
you know, yeah. really intimate kind of yeah, service. Coffee space. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool. And I'm I'm lying up shot and I see that there's this tent set up on the stage. Yeah. And the only thing that goes to their mind is like, what must people <laughs> who are turning on this live stream who aren't who who couldn't make it this past Sunday? Yeah. And fortunately, were able to join us online. Yeah. Live. Yeah. What was going through their head when they saw this tent up on the stage? And, yeah. and I'm just like, good luck. And you did not address it. I didn't for a until, long time. until it really <laughs> came into play. Yeah. yeah. So I let everybody just kind of hang in there. Maybe that kept people watching the stream for a while. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah let's, what, what can we put up I got, there? I got to wait until at least he acknowledges why there's a tent on stage. Uh, so, yeah. And I climbed in the tent this week. Oh, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, part of that, the reason why is. Um, and, and I love this image that comes out of Exodus when Moses has a tent that's outside of the camp. And it's called, the Hebrews translated in English to the tent of meeting. And, he, and, and Moses would leave camp and he would go out to this tent. And this is such a big deal that as he approached the tent, people would know that he's going to be with God. And they would stand and worship mm-hmm. and pray and be silent as they, they watched in reverence their leader go into the tent of meeting and to meet with God, and Scripture says that God would speak to Moses as in as a friend in that space, and they would worship. the The people would worship because they would see the pillar of cloud come down over the tent that that showed God's powerful presence um, located in this this spot right here to meet with with Moses. And it was critical, and so uh, you know, part of the illustration was coming out of that tent yeah. and thinking about what it means to be a locale, a place uh, where God meets. And Scripture is about that all the way through. There's this running kind of extension narrative where it comes from that tent of meeting and into a tabernacle, and then to the temple, uh, the temple under Solomon, and then the second temple later on with uh, Herod's temple, and that's a place where where God's presence would be poured into, that it would be centrally located. God's God can be everywhere, right? But this place was where when God's people were assembled together there, they would meet with God. And it's in the temple that Jesus walks into when he comes into Jerusalem mm-hmm. near the end of his life, his, his earthly ministry, and he flips tables in Matthew 21. He flips these tables over and he calls people to repentance. And he says that this is to be the house of prayer, that my father's house is the house of prayer, that you've made it a of robbers and there's this amazing scene and everybody I've heard sermons about that about you know when it's right to have holy anger or what's going on <laughs> yeah. but that's what's happening I believe that the temple was the new tent of meeting mm-hmm. it was this bigger version of it but um, what Jesus is doing essentially is kind of reprioritizing uh, the tent and so that's what we preached on Sunday and, and what we talked about in a big way Yeah, and so we wrestle with what does it mean to be a house of prayer? Why is Jesus upset in that in that like space? And I think that Jesus, what Jesus is doing is he is giving the temple people. It's I can go into ten sermons <laughs> here, but he's 
he's calling them to reprioritize what they're doing in the temple. Not necessarily that what they're doing is bad and exchanging foreign currency and selling animals that they would use for Passover sacrifice. Um, But what he's doing is telling them that they have made it other things before what it's supposed to be primarily and centrally. Mm -hmm. Um, Isaiah 56, when God says, my house will be a house of prayer, Jesus quotes that scripture and Jesus is saying, that's what this is supposed to be primarily. And so first and foremost, Jesus is is reprioritizing and i th- and i feel like for us it's interrupting business as usual. Yeah. And to be a house of prayer means that we allow Jesus to change how things work. Francis Chan has this great quote about when we become so settled with, uh, when we become complacent with what's going on, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. when we become complacent with what's going on and not with encountering God and not desperate to encounter God, then what we experience in church becomes mechanical and obligatory. It just becomes something that... It's just okay. I mean, that yeah. was, we went to church. That's over. What now? We move on with our day, mm-hmm. and, and that's not what encountering God's supposed to be like. And so Jesus is calling the for the, for the reprioritizing. Does that make sense? That yeah. resonate? Yeah. And so that was the the first main thing of what Jesus is getting at. I think with the house of prayer, the two other things that I wanted to bring forth <laughs> is that <clears throat> Jesus is challenging religious leaders that have made the focus of of the the Lord's house, something other than house of prayer. And then the third one is we see this beautiful scene that immediately after Jesus does this, he begins to heal people. And, And so the point we put forth is that that the house of prayer is the fountainhead of God's power, mm-hmm. healing power in specific. And so for us to be a house of prayer, it should be a place where it is the fountainhead, the, the beginning, the foundation of uh, God's power being um, manifest here on earth. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what we were talking about um, this I could, week. As I could definitely see the uh, kind of the parallels between that and um, how we here at Kingwood UMC um, go about our worship life and our, our our life here in the church. I mean, I don't see us selling a lot of animals or anything like that here uh, when I'm up on campus. But um, if we are to be more like a house of prayer, yeah, what does that look like? Because I think you, if you probably if you ask anyone just walking around, like, hey, is this a house of prayer? And they're like, yeah, church is a we pray at church. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, yeah. If that's not the case, help me out here. What what does it look like? What's going to be? What would be different if we become evolved more into a focused house of prayer? Well, I would ask questions like, like, do we believe that this house or this community is is a fountainhead of God's healing power in the world? As in, G- what Jesus is saying, I mean, he's like he 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 immediately heals people. So that would be one question mm-hmm. I would ask is. Is KMC a fountainhead, man? Mm. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> but all the time, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. let's 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 just be honest and let's ask these questions of ourselves. And then, and the other thing I would I would say, like, think about that tent. I mean, the tent of meeting, like the the pillar of cloud would fall on that place, and and everyone watching would know that there's something different, even if they didn't understand what was going yeah. on. They would notice a clear change from their environment to the environment that's surrounding that tent. And so I wonder if there's a clear difference between the environment within our community and the environment outside of it. So mm-hmm. that when people interact with our space or when we come into our gathering together, um, do we know that this is an encounter with God? Yeah. 
that's a house of prayer. That's a place where there's a communication between the Holy Creator God, um, the living God, who desires to meet with us, and and it's different all the time, and and things are interrupted, and like the Spirit moves in in magical ways, and and w- listen, like sometimes KUMC is that all the time. Yeah, I would say no, like not <laughs> first and foremost all the time are yeah. we there. And I just say that as a way of saying let's keep going. Let's yeah. push in and go deeper into this. And so that was that was part it was kind of a call to action mm-hmm. of what we were talking about this past week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's focus more on prayer, mate. Let's make this the prayer cast. Um Copyright, yeah, 2019. I just coined that phrase. The Percast. 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 What so, episode eighteen? <laughs> what is um, you know, what is prayer? If, if if it's something, you know, I like to you you made me just kind of visualize a waiting pool where you kind of you go up into your ankles. You're like, this is great. This is where we are, you know. Yeah. But there's a whole big deeper into the pool, yeah, you know, right in front of us that we need to kind of continue to 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 walk into. Yeah, and. Yeah, and I mean, to your question, what is prayer? What, like that—that's good. I—I want to talk about that. But real, what what I just thought about when you're saying that is, and I mentioned this a little bit Sunday. If your immediate thought of what I'm saying right now is defensiveness about KMC, we do that already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, this is not a box to check. Yeah, like this is a place to grow and and to pursue the presence and the spirit of the Lord as a community. Um, one of the things that I realized as as I asked people about what they think about KUMC. There's a lot of great answers that come out of that, but there's not many that are surrounded around a transformational presence of the yeah. Lord mm. uh, by Jesus Christ and power of the Spirit. And so we're, we want to keep plugging into that. Now, what is prayer? Uh, Tim Keller read this book called uh, Prayer by Tim Keller. I think it's experiencing all in intimacy with God. Um, Tim Keller is a well-known pastor. Um and he, he defines it this way. Prayer is both conversation and encounter with God. Mm, we okay. must know the awe of praising his glory, the intimacy of finding his grace, and the struggle of asking his help, all of which can lead us to know the spiritual reality of his presence. I think that's a, a great um definition and i and i just again want to acknowledge the very first part of that prayer is both conversation and encounter Mm -hmm. it is both talking with god not to god we'll talk about that as well (laughs) or not only talking to god Mm -hmm. but talking with god and it's encountering god and so that happens in silence and it happens in worship Mm -hmm. and it happens in the way that we read scripture that we are encountering god that way um and what does that look like? Well, uh, Keller continues and says, A rich, vibrant, consoling, hard-won prayer life is the one that makes it possible to receive all other kinds of goods rightly and beneficially. Paul does not see prayer as merely a way to get things from God, but as a way to get more of God himself. Hmm. So think about that. Paul does not see prayer as merely a way to get things from God, but as a way to get more of God himself, Hmm. to spend time with God, to encounter God, not as primarily a genie in a bottle, let me bring my petitions always to Mm -hmm. you, but a way to get more of God, not more things from God. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's Uh, great great imagery that's taking place there. And so to understand that can can help us to dive a little bit further into what prayer looks like. Mm -hmm. 
So how do we get started here? What's what's our first step? <clears throat> well, I think I think we can start in in different places. One of the things I want to I just want to say is first you just start. Okay, like like don't don't like dodge around. It, let me let me put it this way. Don't don't immediately go run for a prayer book, like okay. some book on prayer. I just think just start. Just start spending time with God mm-hmm. and take take the pressure off of Here's an analogy. I struggle with perfectionism. And so when it comes to working out, mm-hmm. if I can't work out to a certain extent, then I won't even start. Exactly. Right? right? Like if it, if it doesn't look like what I want it to be, then I won't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes how we approach prayer. Oh, yeah. If it's sure. not immediately in this like earth shattering, mm-hmm. world changing, world shaping, uh, hour long, two hour long, <laughs> yeah. travailing, on our knees, prostrate, enjoying God's presence, then then we won't do anything at all. And I think that's that's just not the way to think about it. Uh, Keller says this in his book, prayer is, is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. It is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our, lo- uh, our loves. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things that he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. Hmm. As we encounter God himself in prayer, it becomes who we are. And so the first, where, where do you begin? You just start and just do it for more than more than three days and quit. Like <laughs> yeah. spend time in prayer and and um, wrestle with that. Like the first, the first time I started um, preaching, I was terrible. The first time I started reading scripture, I had no idea where to begin, mm-hmm. and it took me time to to be able to figure out what does this look like as a daily practice. And and prayer is a, is even more kind of confusing and mystical, and things are just this hard to do it. And so where do you start? You just, you just begin that yeah. work and ask somebody about it. It is unbelievable how taboo it is <laughs> for, for yeah, someone absolutely. to ask, for you to ask <laughs> someone what prayer looks like yeah. or what their prayer life is like and how do they go about praying. So if there's someone that you know that is involved with a prayer life, then ask them about what that looks like. Yeah. Listen to some of their routines or what God's done in their prayer life over time. Um, and, and learn from them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the disciples asked Jesus. How, how do we pray? Oh, yeah. What does this look <laughs> like? Yep. And so um, learn from others and, mm-hmm. and wrestle with that. Not, don't fill your books with a bunch of self-help books right away on yeah. prayer. Um, but just start and begin. And then and then the other thing I want to say is take take off uh, your idea of, of um, how it has to happen. And so, like, for, for example, when when with Luke's diagnosis and diabetes mm-hmm. and actually just being a little kid and like you, there's no quiet time and some those of you that are parents <laughs> yeah. with young children you just know that um, you can set your alarm early and and wake up but that'll be the morning that he wakes up earlier right yeah. and so you know you know what that's like and so um, during different seasons prayer our prayer life looks different, mm-hmm. okay? And so as as I'm drinking coffee in the morning and watching Luke play with his toys, I'm not getting to to spend an hour meditating on a psalm yeah. <laughs> and journaling about my life in the other room yeah with, all the with doors incense going yeah. on i'm I, he's gonna he's gonna put something in his mouth and choke on it if right. i turn around for a second and so 
instead I, I'm playing with him, but I'm also, I've got worship music playing in the background or I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just concentrating on how thankful I am for what God's given me in my life and just, just processing what God's doing in my life. Spending those moments, it may be driving in the car in your commute, it mm-hmm. may be turning the radio, the radio off, it may be um, those little bitty things, but I think that if you quit, quit trying to settle for what is what you see in the Christian movie or what you think uh, pastors do or what you think happens all the time, uh, settle for, not settle, uh, lean into what what's already built into your life and yeah. how you can enjoy what God's grace is doing already all around you. Well, that's promising because it could be that, you know, I, I, I think that I'm probably uh, not a very good prayer and don't, don't do it right, don't yeah. do it well, but it could be that I actually have more opportunities that I, where I do that just like you're talking about when mm-hmm. I'm driving the car a lot of times I'm I'm having these these thoughts these conversations and yeah. it's like maybe I'm not as bad off as I <laughs> as yeah. I think I am and you know that's probably true for a lot of our listeners I think a lot of a lot of your time like like I love that Tim Keller the last quote I used was about self-knowledge yeah. um not not to be centric on yourself completely but to the times when I am asking God about like, oh, if, if I got in a fight with, with my wife, mm-hmm. that happens every now and then, or if I have some conflict at work or something like that, um, as I process what made me get angry in that moment, like wh- what was going on? As I'm thinking about that and walking through that, that's prayer. I'm, I'm praying like, God, will nice. you show me yeah. the place where mm-hmm. where you're calling me to be different and you're calling me deeper and things like that. That, that can be prayer. Um, and so I think that's a really practical step. Another another thing is that you just we we pray with scripture, and so so get into the word. Like mm-hmm. all of our prayers should be rooted and and biblical and soaked in scripture. And so um, last night we were in small group, and as we were sharing, there was a scripture that came to mind, mm-hmm. and that scripture became something that we were kind of praying through, right? Like someone was sharing what we heard, what what somebody else heard was a scripture that came straight to Absolutely. mind, yeah. And that's prayer as we're thinking about that scripture mm-hmm. and the way that plays. So, so prayer works in in many different ways, um, and I think that that's that's really important. Yeah, I even told you about. Um, Sometimes waking up in the middle of the night or way yeah. too, way way too early, you know, when I'm look at my alarm clock, I'm like, really, two more hours? Yeah. And um, I just fight to go back to sleep and can't do it. Yeah. Um, I've started to kind of realize, okay, there must be some reason I'm up at this hour, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to make something out of it. I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'm going to really um, focus on it. There's like there's um, let me just throw a couple of different things. There's been seasons in my life where I I pray with a daily office, like the Book of Common Prayer, which mm-hmm. many many people um, may not know what that is, but it I mean it stems from the Anglican Church. It has um, our Wesleyan Methodist movement comes out of some of that, but basically it's it's a it's a uh, lectionary that has scripture applied to whatever day of the week it is and so there's a there's prayers that are in this book and so every day you might pray a different prayer based on what time of year it is Mm -hmm. and then there's like the lord's prayer and then you read like a psalm and then there's a different step prayers and those step prayers are like all right pray for leaders that you know pray for okay yeah for people in the country Mm -hmm. or pray pray for pray for your nation or pray for your church and congregation pray for your sin mm-hmm. and forgiveness and stuff like that. And so I'll work my way through those. Uh, 
there's been other seasons where I am I have to journal everything. I just write a letter to God, hmm. like God. I was thinking about this text. I'm I'm doing a little bit of that right now with a devotional on James mm-hmm. as I'm thinking about it. I just kind of write and process and confessions that I want to make. I write that confession in a journal, and so there's different ways for it yeah. and, and different seasons of life that I've learned and grown from from those different things point is please just do something yeah like like work at it and just spend time with god so that really i mean that you've already kind of answered this question before i even asked it but because uh, i find that i struggle uh to to be able to focus like yeah. when i'm praying yeah. or you know you, at church we're like okay everyone bow your heads to pray mm-hmm. man my brain is immediately pew, 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 all over the place mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'll hear a word, and then that'll set me off on some tangent, and then yeah. my, my brain just wanders, and I'm thinking questions, asking, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, what about this? And and I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm pr- we're praying right now. Yeah, <laughs> Let yeah, me bring, yeah. reel right, it back right. in, you know? So um, spending quiet time with God is... Yeah. But, you know, again, I think you already answered this. Well, start, like start you, you somewhere. Gotta, you got to train yourself. Start somewhere, yeah. but it's also spiritual discipline that... Mm-hmm. that that you need to get better at, like mm-hmm. that yeah. we need to grow at. And so I understand. And there's sometimes when I'm much more distracted than other times. Mm-hmm. But listen, if your cell phone is sitting in your pocket and it's on vibrate, um, then you're going to be interrupted, yeah. right? As mm-hmm. soon as it vibrates, you're going to be interrupted. So you need to you need to turn that off. You need yeah. to put it in the other room. If you're sitting in front of a computer, if you're going to hear, sometimes I'll be praying in my office <laughs> and I'll hear the email yeah. thing go off and immediately my concentrate, I'll just check it real quick. Right. And that leads on to one other thing. Um, so, so be real practical about environment, about what's going on, things like that. If you're trying to spend quiet time with God, then that's one of those. Um, sometimes I will pray a real simple prayer as I get distracted. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just pray Lord Jesus um, or come Lord Jesus mm-hmm. or um, uh, Lord I Lord Lord I it is it is me that I'm seeking you in this moment. Like I would just say that over and over again. Just think about that those words or or just sometimes I'm just said Jesus over and over again yeah. as I'm trying to concentrate in my head and and think about that. And so wherever you are, just you can grow in that and you can you can work at it. That's part of all right. We all know we have a million things in our in our world going on that oh, yeah. that we there are 15 windows open on my laptop right now in front of me Mm -hmm. and that's how I work all the time and that is not healthy to only have that and Mm -hmm. so it's good to have that other balance and so part of what happens in the world in the world around us is we've created this inability to focus on anything Mm -hmm. and there's science behind this and psychology and I'm not just making this up (laughs) we have the inability to to even watch tv without also being on facebook yeah Without sitting there scrolling mm-hmm. on our phones, we can't even watch TV, which is we shouldn't be doing that either. Like, <laughs> but but we have that going on. We're scrolling on our phones and we're sitting in a room with other people that we don't even know. Like we're just not even like interacting with each other. And yeah. so, part of this discipline is something that we really need to work out. We can't let go just because it's hard. Yeah. Right. So I think probably a lot of people are asking, or have have you've heard this in the past? Well, they'll ask. Well, okay, I pray all the time, and why? How come God will answer some prayers, but He doesn't answer mine, or yeah. doesn't doesn't answer the ones I wanted to answer? You know, mm-hmm. um, phew, what? What's, yeah. what's your what's your kind of go to answer for that, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so um, there's there's all kinds of uh, we could do a whole series on how does <laughs> prayer work and yeah. stuff like that and things like that. Um, but but you're right. Why why do some prayers 
seem to be answered and some not. Um, the first thing I would say, I just want to caution with, I think way too much of our prayers are petition-based. Are there, There's this book we're reading called Forgotten Power, and, and the author brings up this idea that when you read Paul in the New Testament, he never, ever prays that the circumstances of the churches he's writing to would change. Wow, yeah. He never prays that Ephesus would be removed from the difficulties that they're finding or Corinth would be removed from the sex-craved, messed up, mm-hmm. all the difficulties that are around them. Instead, over and over and over again, he prays that they would know the depths and the knowledge and the love of Jesus Christ that sets them free from fear, that um, has set them free from sin, that has made them new in Christ. It is always this prayer of petition that they would grow in the love of Jesus Christ because that is what is going to change how they face the circumstances that they're around. And so we need to lean more into that kind of prayer that we would grow in, in in our communion with God, that we would get more of God himself instead of more of his things, yeah, right? right? So yeah. we've got to change that because some of the things we pray for are not in the will of God or we're, or they're outside of what God wants to do in our life. Um, and so I think that's really important. And then some prayers some prayers are answered because, um, because God desires to do things in ways that we just can't quite understand, and yeah. sometimes they're they're not answered in those ways. And so, that, that's I think that's a that's a an anomaly. That's not an anomaly, but a mystery that we'll never mystery. It's we'll work. never fully mm-hmm. get our heads around. But it's important to to lean into it with everything God. I love this quote from Martin Luther: "Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of His willingness." Mm. And so as we pray, we're praying for God's willingness because he desires love and redemption and forgiveness. He desires those things. And so when we're praying and leaning into them, we're praying and leaning into what God already wants to do. And now he gets to do it with us and through us and on display for us to see because Mm -hmm. now we are participating as we pray with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Yeah. There's a million other things we could say about Oh, this. absolutely. I'm quite sure. We, we <clears throat> didn't even touch on the fact. So that start somewhere that and start somewhere. Um, ask somebody else. Okay. Right. Ask somebody uh, that you trust, somebody mm-hmm. close to you, like, um, and, and let go of the formula and just kind of lean in. Yeah. Um, whatever your life looks like right now. Now, listen, we need to prioritize and carve some things out, but mm-hmm. for the most part, like, lean into what's around you and that will continue to grow a little bit and as as you concentrate and as you learn to grow in this practice um then we begin to stretch those things a little bit we get better as it goes but yeah. but, but for me to create any kind of routine i got to do it for how many days or whatever you know <laughs> but we we've, we've got to do that with prayer as well yeah okay and i like the line you go, you keep you keep bringing up maybe during the sermon but when you what when you sing you pray twice is yeah that, yeah saint augustine would always say if you sing you're praying twice and so if anything, listen to some worship music. There you Turn go. off talk radio. Perfect. Yeah, you can take a break from uh, <laughs> rush. <laughs> okay, so uh, where are we going next week? What's the next week? Uh, next week we're talking about what it means to or why it's important that we gather together okay. and, and what it looks like for us to be in corporate worship and um, and why why those corporate worship settings are so important for who we are mm-hmm. at KUMC at Kingwood United. That's perfect. So we hope to see you here in our corporate worship next Sunday. That's right. To learn about corporate worship. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so you. you should you should come if you can. Yeah. But definitely tune in on the live stream for Vine if you want to. That'd be great. Yep. All right, thanks for listening. We'll Thank talk you to so you later. Much. All right, bye-bye.